I mean, that's, that's just the way things are. Um, it's 7-19-2020, Ryan. This is the second episode. Can you believe that we already, we've already done one episode and we've had some good comments, I think, from your family. You know what I mean? Some people have made some comments on the, on the Facebooks, the Book of Faces and things like that. So um, let's just go down and get into it. Uh, I'm Chris. This is the Felon in the Square episode two. Uh, Ryan, go ahead, buddy. Take off. I am the square. Totally uh, happy to to actually be on a, a schedule of of commitment to to a podcast. I think that's what I was missing initially. So, uh, with my previous ventures, so it's it's good to it's good to have that consistency. But yeah, I'm like Chris said, we're the felon in the square. Um, Today we're going to jump into some some topics and just kind of see where it takes us. So, so I think a lot of people probably wonder how can two guys be as good of friends as we are, but be so different, right? Yeah. In in my opinion, we're not that different, but we'll see. So there's this thing called the uh, the ungame, right? And uh, Patricia has this and she uses it in therapy to get people to open up and stuff, but I have it on my phone and it's digital. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit a button and it's going to flip a card. I haven't seen this. Chris hasn't seen this. Um, so we'll ask the question and we'll both answer and see if it's simpatico. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it sounds interesting. This question could be about anything, huh? Anything. It could be, it could be about anything. It could be okay. like, tell me about. Bubble guts, you know, not bubble <laughs> Okay. Yeah, okay, I'm down for this. This is good. Okay, let's see. <laughs> First one, talk about birthdays. Birthdays. Oh my gosh, I hate fucking birthdays. First of all, it's an embarrassing moment. Who likes going to fucking Texas Roadhouse and seeing those idiot waiters sing that goddamn song and making you get on that saddle? It's just a horrible experience. And I don't, I don't... I first of all, I have a hard time remembering everybody's birthday, so I always feel like an idiot when it's like the day before and I finally catch wind of it. It's a horrible experience for me. Yeah, for me, birthdays are just kind of like, you know, there's certain landmarks or like times where it's important, like, oh, I I turned 18, I can go buy a lottery ticket and whatever, or I turned 21, I can drink now, but after that, it's just like none of it matters. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to keep track. I barely know how old I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and like uh, the first episode, you said we've been friends for like twenty years, and then I oh my gosh, yes, me too. Oh my I gosh, the, I did. I did the math, and it was like uh, that's like twenty six years. Yes, I figured it out this morning when I was laying in bed. I was like, oh my gosh, I sounded like an idiot when I just said twenty years. I was like, we graduated in twenty twenty. My God, I am old. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, I'm going to flip to the next one. Yeah. When do you get angry? (laughs) When I have to repeat myself? Yes, yes. I hate that. (laughs) I fucking hate that. Especially when it gets to the third time, Ryan. You know when you have to do it the second time, you're like, okay, I understand there was a random noise that cut me off or, Mm -hmm. you know, you may have misheard me so let's do it a run through for a second time. But when we get to that third time, I swear to Jesus, I feel like I want to have a stroke. Yeah. Dude, there's like nothing I hate more than having to repeat myself or feel like I'm not being heard. Mm -hmm. And that goes for like, that goes with kids that goes with with work. That goes with all all the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, huh. So I'm taking the time to listen and understand you, but you're not doing that for me. Right. And so I I hate it right. with a passion. So boom, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> if you receive five thousand a five thousand dollar gift, how would you spend it? <sighs> Hookers and cocaine. <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> I was thinking more like investments of some sort. Um, maybe, you know, pay off some student loan debt. Yeah. That's I mean, that's, 
That's the smart man's routine. That, but you know, I don't know. You only live run, once, Ryan. I mean, oh, God damn it! I said hookers and cocaine. Oh, you Jesus! Did. You did. That was that was without hesitation. <laughs> I mean, investments sound great. Yes, I, I do love Robinhood. My stock right now is doing fantastic. Have you been investing, Brian? I have not. You should be. Right now is the time. I heard some man. funky stuff about Robinhood. E. Ooh. What have you heard? Well, people losing money. Oh yeah, well, duh. yeah, yeah. That, well, it's investment. That right? happens. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm telling you, Beanie Babies never gonna go away. <laughs> yeah, Deborah, Beanie Babies. <laughs> how's that? How's that rare pink Beanie Baby doing, Deborah? That you that you've had underneath your bed for the last thirty three years with the tag still on it, Wait, vacuum man. sealed. One day it'll be worth a lot of money. <laughs> it'll be worth sixteen dollars on eBay, maybe thirty years from now. <laughs> um, no, I mean, uh, I would probably, if I wasn't being selfish, I would, I would uh, say, uh, I'm still gonna be selfish. I, I want some jet skis, bro. Jet skis, about, that would, yeah, that'd yeah. Be awesome. Yeah, I want like a pair of jet skis that way you can get me and Chance at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, get out there and be a bunch of fools. Well, being in New Mexico, there's um, there's a couple places where you could do stuff like that, but it's you're looking at like driving a couple hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got like Georgetown right here, like 15 minutes from me, and then I got like Stillhouse Hollow right up the road, about 15, 20 minutes. So I've got two lakes right here. I'm trying. I'm going to try and make that happen. Cool. Ready for the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Just random. Talk about goosebumps. Oh, my gosh. Goosebumps. Ryan. Uh, first, first of all, I hate when people call them goose pimples. That sounds <laughs> like, like an STD. Yeah. Like you don't like goose pimples. I'll go, I'll go with goose pimples. Yeah, like, you need to get that checked out. Right? Is that is that contagious? Bumps, I mean, my mind, right? My mind goes to the books. R.L. Stein. Yeah. Remember when we were like in, yeah, junior high. Yeah. Elementary. Yeah, middle. the book fair. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, you gotta get that goosebumps, dude. Gots to. <laughs> if you don't yeah. get the goosebumps, you ain't balling. No. Yeah. But there's still times where, you know, like, it happens more for me when I hear music. Okay. Like, there can be, like, a like a, like a drop or beat or something that's nostalgic about a song. Yeah. That that just, that it'll, like, you know, I get, I get the goose pimples. Right. What Man. I think that's... <laughs> Textures and smells to me give me goosebumps. Interesting. Right. So I can smell certain things that triggers a memory that may take me somewhere that I'll get goosebumps. Or um, let's say that on my fingertips, which is this is something that's really odd about me that, okay, I have no fingernails essentially. They're super small. I keep them really, really low all the time. And it's kind of just a bad habit that I can't fix. So when I turn, can I, what's up? Do you bite your nails? On occasion, bro. Yeah, I've been known to. And uh, the, the problem is that whenever I touch certain fabrics or materials that it, it makes me want to yak. I feel like I want to vomit everywhere. Like whenever my fingertips touch corduroy i swear to god i will vomit everywhere like one of those cats that has a hairball like i mean i will go in i I will get violent if somebody tries to make me touch corduroy bro yeah that's interesting yeah like yes it's it's not a good situation it will trigger me (laughs) and i will start vomiting Corduroy. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sometimes my underwear gives me a funny feeling. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine that somebody, a little person, you know, called me out somewhere and, and was telling everybody that he was going to whoop my ass out in public, but I couldn't do anything because this individual wore corduroy pants because I knew if I instantly touched him, I'd vomit everywhere. Dude, imagine a corduroy jumpsuit. Dude, that's that's like an invincibility cloak against me, bro. <laughs> I'm out, bro. I am gizon. That's funny, man. Yeah. Okay, so we'll do... What do you want to do? One more? Whatever, brother. I'm here for you. See, I'm random. Where I stop... This is interesting. What do you think the ideal ideal age is and why? Well, I, Since whoa. we were just talking about birthdays. Ideal age? What's ideal age ideal for ideal what? Ideal age and why? I don't, I don't know. What, that's what the question is. Ideal age what for what? What do you think the ideal age is? I, I, I don't know. Poop in your pants. You're probably looking at either like really young or super old. <laughs> right. I don't know. You've got to pick another one. That's a horrible question. Okay. Yeah. What is the most difficult thing you've ever had to say to someone you've loved? Wow. The most difficult thing that I've ever had to say to somebody that I've loved. Wow. I can't even. Yeah, I can't. I can't wrap my head around that one. Yeah, that takes me to a million different places, man. That really does. That question. I mean, the hardest thing that I've ever had to tell anybody. Um, I think that the hardest thing that I've ever had to tell anybody was I actually loved them. I would have to say probably was my ex-wife. You know. Whenever our marriage was falling apart, I I basically like it was forced. Yeah, absolutely. Our marriage was our, our divorce. Was our divorce forced, or was it something? No, no, that the, was, whenever, whenever you had to say it. Yeah, it was absolutely forced. Yeah, I think for me, it's interesting because. It's, I guess it would be when I was like, I'm not a bank, quit asking me for money. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, you know, I, I think recently, I think the hardest thing that I've had to say to anybody was that I don't need them. You know what I mean? Like, I've had people that are family, bro that come at me and always just expect something, you know, and that's mm -hmm. a tough thing to always deal with whenever you take that thing away or, you know what I mean? Or you cut that bridge off and right. the realization comes that that's the only real reason that you're there, you know? Right. And that, that I think that that's a painful, a painful realization. And to be able to have that conversation with that individual is, it's huge. And I mean, I've done that recently, so I'd probably say that. I would say that at this point in time, that's probably the worst thing that I have to say to somebody that I love. All right. And we'll do one more. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. This is interesting. <laughs> that man lost his goddamn mind. I'm about to whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's totally on my soundboard. <laughs> um, this is, I mean, just, technology is a beautiful thing, isn't it, Ryan? I mean, the fact that we have that in the arsenal at all times, just in whatever. Oh, remember that time? Oh, I, I, I could do more than remember. Let me pull up the video and footage for you. Yeah. Remember when you showed your ass? All right, here it is. In case oh, you, you want to look at a different angle? Let's go ahead and zoom in and give you a little... <laughs> We got the front door. We got the floodlight. Which one do you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Okay, so I thought this one's just interesting in the way that it's worded, and it can open up a lot of weird things. So, yeah, say something about jokes. <laughs> jokes. Say something about jokes. Um. Oh gosh, I mean, say something about jokes, Ryan. Do you know the difference between between a a peeping tom and a pickpocket. No, I don't. <laughs> One snatches your watch while the other watches your snatch. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I, I feel like if I if I had it to do all over again, I would I would probably pursue something in comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and I realized, like, I, I think, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know what that just took off from? Did you just, uh, yeah, you sound like the, the, the brother from La Bamba, the guy that goes, Ricky, <laughs> Richie. Richie, that's it. Richie, Richie. It's always about Richie. What about me? Oh. Bob, you're drunk again. Okay, I could probably quote a lot of La Bamba, and I'm not gonna. Uh, but the thing about jokes, right? Yeah, jokes. Especially in the in the time that we live in. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people go to comedy shows if they're easily offended. It's like like people go to places like that to be offended. Right, yeah. And if you can't take a joke, don't don't go to a comedy show. Like, right. It doesn't matter, right? Like, if, if that's your motive, then you're looking at the world wrong, in my opinion. But... Uh, back before I before I said I, um, I was thinking about it the other day, and it's like, what? There's two things that I feel like make me funny, right? To 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 people, I'm not funny to everybody, but I I try to make people laugh a lot, right? Yes, yeah. Number one, it comes from my grandpa. Yes, Sylvester. Right? Sylvester always had jokes in his back pocket and fucking anything he would do is just kind of to get a laugh, right? Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love hearing people laugh. I know I love knowing that you can connect with someone in that way. Secondly, I feel like um, a lot of comedians are like, some will self-describe as like damaged toys, right? And so it's like my my safeguard, Right. My, yeah. my, my way to boost myself. Like, cause you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, I in feel all, you. In all, in all reality, to be real, I don't like myself at all. Like, at all. But I feel like when I laugh and I make people laugh, it, it kind of like pushes that, that self loathing piece away, you know? Why so, do you think that that is? It's Why do you think that you feel that way? It's acceptance. It's it's being accepted and not feeling uh, insignificant, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Where do you think that stems from? Abandonment issues. From? M- my mom and dad. Your mom and dad? Mm-hmm. Like, straight up. I've, I've gone to therapy for this shit. I know. Like, I've been able to pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think it was just because of my dad, but it's it's because of both, right? Yeah. It's like not feeling valued enough to be taken care of. Okay. Right? And so luckily for me, my grandparents were able to scoop me up and fill that void. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still there, right? Yeah. It never went away. Um, right. Like even when I met my dad later in life, it's still like, cool. Now I know who you are, and now right. we have conversations, right? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's what it is, and I'm okay with it. I get it, and I won't ever put my kids through that. See, Ryan, this is where this is touchy for me, right? This is where I have 
you know how I feel about my boys, my babies. You know what I mean? It's very, I don't want to put them through more than they have to go through ever. Right. You know what I mean? Like with, with Cameron, you know, his, his mother and I were never together in his life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is that she, that's, that's the way that she lives her life, right? She has two other children before Cameron and they're by different guys. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she just, that's how, that's how, that's how they're raised. You know what I mean? It's a normalcy for them. So I always wonder if his normal is going to affect, you know what I mean? Or if his normal is just that, it's just normal to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can explain that any differently. It's just it's weird for me because I don't want him to be upset or hurt by the fact that I'm not always with him. Right. Or that me and his mom aren't together. But I think that in society as of today, that it's a much more common thing and that the majority of marriages end in divorce or separation. And that I think that in the last, you know, think about when we were kids, how many of our friends' moms were divorced or they were single parents or whatever. You know what I mean? And that was like a good amount of our friends were that way. Mm-hmm. But looking at society now, it's it's gone way beyond that what it was then. You know, like two, threefold. I would say that it's it's hard to find like a thirty year old that's married with two kids, or you know what I mean, like people that are been married for five years, six years, have children without things falling apart. I just feel that I think that. Social media and society as of today, they just kind of think of the independent woman thing and that the families and I don't, it's not really as much of a common or wanted goal for women as it used to be. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think, I think the idea of the core career oriented. Yeah. 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 And that, you know, like it's, the core family, if you think of like what, if you look in the quote unquote traditional lens, right? What a core family is, um, that's changed, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I consider you family and we're not blood related. Yeah. You know? Right. And I think people are now able to kind of like pick and choose, you know, that, that old saying, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. Mm-hmm. That's true, right? You, you know, but I feel like, it becomes more of a, okay. And it, I guess it's situational, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I think of my, my parents at 20 and 19, having a kid, 19 year old me could not handle that. Yeah. You know? Right. So like there's, I don't blame them for making the decisions that they did. Yeah. Um, it's tough, you know? And that mm-hmm. was, that was the eighties. It was, you know, different, but yeah, yeah. I mean, now, yeah. I mean, have you seen the movie, movie *Idiocracy*? Yes, that's the one where they water the fields with the Gatorade, right? It has because it's got electrolytes. electrolytes. Yeah, <laughs> the electrolytes the plants want and desire. Um, but no, it's like it's a lot like that, right? It's like that that movie slowly becoming a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> like unintentionally. Right. But you know, when people do put like careers and, and things before everything else that they miss out on the opportunity to have family, you know, mm-hmm. when, uh, some people saw that Patricia was pregnant with Cleo, um, they're like, Oh man, your life must be over. What? It's like, it's like well, that's what people without kids say. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Your priorities are different than mine. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But don't think that my life's over. If anything, it's it's more complete. Yeah, yeah. I can't even think back. Like, whenever I came home, it's like, I would say that my life was just 
blase, just blah, you know what I mean? And then whenever Cameron came along, it's just, I can't even imagine. I can't even think back now and pinpoint, you know, the despair and boring life that I had because it's just, I couldn't even imagine it without him now. Do you know how amazing it is to wake up on a Sunday morning at six o'clock to go watch the good dinosaur for the one thousand and seventeenth time Dude, we in the last month, too. and to sit there at six fifteen and think about how much you used to enjoy this movie as your son, who is part man bear pig, climbs on top <laughs> of your couch, Crispin Wall dives you time and time again with his head at full speed. At six thirty in the morning. I mean, that is not. If that's not love, I don't. I don't want it. You know. Yeah, that's funny because, like, as in, I watched that this morning at like <laughs> around the same time, right. like an, an hour behind you guys. But yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's that boy. That spot character. I mean, Ryan. That is my. That is my son. <laughs> he, he, uh, I uh, he just howls and grunts and like bites stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh, he is he's he's got some type of wild cat or something bred into him somewhere. He is a savage man. He he's a wild Indian that that is here to take souls, and he doesn't care. He uh he dude he is fearless ryan the things that this child does this guy is going to be a football star i can guarantee you because he will slam his head into you just to see your reaction to see if you're going to take it type shit you know what i mean like he will hit his head on the wall because he likes the big thud noise just to see if you're going to react or smile or laugh you know what i mean anything it's crazy interesting yes dude he is a machine so one thing that Ez does that I think is interesting is like he'll just if we're in the backyard at all, like he'll just be like, I need to go pee, and then he'll just pee. Mm-hmm. But I didn't teach him that. Patricia taught him that. Okay. She was just like, dude, if you we're swimming, he's you know in his pool or whatever, and he's like, I need to pee, and she's like, just pee in a bush, mm-hmm. you know. And so now, like anytime he's outside, it's just like I need to pee. And he just like, drops trowel right there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and so this this afternoon, I I'm like grilling up some burgers, and like I'm sitting and looking at my phone, and then all of a here, all of a sudden, I just hear like water running, <laughs> and I like look over, and he's just totally like pants and underwear around the ankle, just peeing across the yard, like not even like on a bush. He's just standing. Anyway, and I'm just like I just look at him, I just laugh. You know what it is? I think that I had to pee. I think it's the prostates of these boys, boy. They're just so young and vibrant that it's they they piss with such velocity at, at that young age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I mean, I'm jealous, bro. Part of me is like, okay, maybe you should just pee outside because you can't fucking keep it in the toilet to save your yes, life, right? right. Um, but yeah, it's just funny because it was just like he didn't even ask, didn't even say anything. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, you're just you're, you're pissing. Okay. Oh, we do that now. That's what okay, we do here. Cool. Okay. Right. And just outside. <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah. So speaking of of your time in in prison, right? I I know like there's a lot of misconceptions on mm-hmm. what it's like in there, and uh-huh. I'll tell you where where I come from. Right. So like. I've never, I've never been, never spent any time uh, in any sort of correctional facility. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of people just know what they see on TV, right? So, like for instance, like Orange is the New Black, right? That uh-huh. shows like that, Shawshank Redemption, everything is kind of like commissary or what? What? what is currency, right? So like in your experience, was it like, was it cigarettes? Like we see in the, in the movies or what, what was it? Well, the, the thing about prison is there's so many different hustles, you know what I mean? And there's, is, is commissary, the economy. Yeah, absolutely. The economy, revolves around, I would say, ramen. 
29 cent ramen. That's what fuels the Texas prison system. That's what people uh, people get killed over ramen, Ryan. But there's there's value in everything, Ryan. In prison, there's there's all kinds of different little hustles. There's the um, you know f- food trays, like things that you would get from like the cafeteria. You know, when you mm-hmm. go to Chow, um, there's people that they won't eat those trays and they'll sell them to other individuals for commissary items, you know? And, uh, I mean, that's a hustle. There's stamps. Stamps is, is something that a lot of the people that deal in drugs uh, in prison, that they would be paid in stamps because you could actually like send stamps. stamps. Post, exactly, Ryan, postage stamps. So postage stamps, um, this is something that you can send home in envelopes you know to your family and this can be Hmm. you know traced back and exchanged for monetary value you know in the free world interesting right cigarettes cigarettes of course that's that's a high commodity item you know um if you have access to cigarettes of course that's you know it's just kind of like the free world but but what what you pay with is much different i mean because cash is there's nothing in there, so but, so yeah. say like say like they're doing a a cell search or something, uh-huh. and, they, and they found like ramen stamps and cigarettes mm-hmm. in the room. Right, is that shit that gets taken away? No, are you no. allowed to have that stuff? No, the ramen would stay. The only thing that would get taken would be the cigarettes. The stamps, those would typically stay. You know, um, the thing the thing about it is is that. Like commissary is what's the, what, what are the items that would be on commissary? Okay. So we're talking basic hygiene items. So a nice generic head and shoulders or a generic Johnson and Johnson baby shampoo. We're talking deodorants, male and female. Um, we're talking as far as food, we're talking ramen is the number one item. Then you're talking tuna, uh, chili packs, you're talking beans, uh, luxury items. We're talking, you know, things like sodas and ice cream or fans. Fans is a big item in TDC because there's really no air conditioning on those units except for maybe a couple in Texas. Mm. I mean, there's a few. I was yeah. lucky enough to do some time on one on my last little, uh, little bit. Um, I did like eight months in Cleveland, Texas on a privately ran prison and it was a seed and that was fantastic. It was, it was glorious, man. Um, some, some units you can buy TVs so you can get like led flat screens. That's uh, the, there's no housing on the TV. It's like, you can't, it's clear plastic that you see right through. So you can see all of the electronics and parts that way. The inmates can't strip them down for the electronic components and make tattoo guns. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff, but I mean, that's pretty much ramen is what, what fuels everything, man. 29 cent ramens. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I feel like 29 cent is more expensive than what you would get them out here. And that's probably true. That's probably true. The, okay. So in Williamson County, that's where I was in, you know, county jail while I was going through uh, waiting to be either tried or bonded out. Um, This is, you know, county ran. So they have control over their commissary list Um, and they control the prices. It's not state ran, right? So they would charge you a dollar for one ramen compared to 29 cents. Whenever I first got into the penitentiary, it was 27 cents. When I left, it was 29, but yeah, they would charge four times the amount and imagine to have a thousand people in your jail and to have ramen at a dollar a bag. Imagine whenever they sell that commissary that week, how much money they make just on selling ramen, brother. That's insane. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause that's just a, a one time meal for a dollar. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'll tell you this, this is, this is kind of interesting that, um, one hustle in there that I kind of got involved with is called kill shots. Okay, what kill shots are, are they are um, pictures 
of women, you know what I mean, in seductive poses or seductive clothing. So basically like pornography, okay? So mm-hmm. you, would, you would come across people that would have these things and you would typically purchase them and you resell them um, to other people, you know what I mean? Um, so if somebody owed you a favor, you know what I mean? Or they owed you money, sometimes you might like take a kill shot or, you know what I mean? For Hmm. less money than they owed you, you know, things like that. Right. Well, uh, full on like nude porn in Texas prison system. Like you cannot get, it's super hard to get. And I came up off of a piece of pornography that was, I'm talking like so tiny. We're talking about, two fingers, you know what I mean? Was the size of this picture, right? And it was a full nude that I won in a gambling bet. I ended up selling this thing for $12 um, of commissary. And when I think about that, $12, Ryan, think about four, 40, you know what I mean? Like 60, 50, however many, I'm not going to do the math, but I mean like that's, Right. That much ramen for one freaking picture. You know how, how many people you can feed for right. a week? You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that was one hustle that I did in there. I know that I would buy cigarettes. That was a thing I would do. Um, I would buy cigarettes for, you know, um, it would be maybe $5 a cigarette was was about the average i would say it depended on the situation it depended on how many there were on the unit things like that i think that the average was about five dollars well you would break down that cigarette and you would re-roll them into smaller cigarettes and you would break like you know four sometimes maybe five cigarettes off that thing and you could sell them for two three dollars a pop you know and people go crazy over that there's all kinds of little hustles in there man so what what is um one thing I've heard about and I'm not really privy to is a a, a prison burrito. Yeah. Take, prison take me through take me through that. What does that entail? Prison burrito. It's um okay, so it's it's ramen noodle. It's um so step by step, let's just run down through there and I'll tell you how it's done. Okay. So what you would do is you would take your ramen. You would typically crush up about mm, three or four of these ramens. Um, You would use half of the seasoning, um, pour it in the bag on top of the crushed up ramen. Um, You would then throw in like a dehydrated bean that you would get off commissary. Um, You mix this in. You let it cook up in typically a chip bag. Um, It cooks up for a while. From there, um, you would put crushed chips, maybe like a nacho cheese Dorito, of course off brand. It's not going to be the real shit. It's going to be some bullshit ass name stuff, you know, or some type of chip. chip. Yeah, exactly. You would put some type of chip crumb on top. You would typically cut up a piece of like tiny slivers of pickles and throw it on there. Um, Different kinds of meat. Sometimes if you had like chili packs, you would, you, you would cover it with chili packs squirt ranch on top of it, do a cheese dip on top of it, and it's it. It's, it's fucking mint, bro. That uh, shit's fucking mint, bro. I had that so many times that um, I actually passed it on to my 11-year-old son. He's actually fell in love with that, and it's been doing wonders for him just the summer alone. He's already gained nine pounds. Oh, dang. Yeah. So... When you say it goes in a bag, it's just going back into the ramen bag or a well, chip bag. Yeah, you would typically you would um, use a larger chip bag, like a okay. Lay's, but you know, like one of those typical size. Um, but yeah, you you would basically just put the uh, the ramen in there, and then the hot water, the beans, and, the, and then you fold it up. You know what I mean? Kind of like a towel, mm-hmm. I would say. And it, uh, you just let it sit, and it stays probably about ten minutes. It'll swell up, bro. It'll it'll take all that water, and this thing will be sometimes two, three inches fucking tall, brother. This shit will get swole. And what are you what are you heating it up in? Some units you have hot pots, which it's like a coffee pot. 
that you put oh. water in and you can just, it, it heats. Um, sometimes you don't have hot water, so you would just put it under, uh, you would fold it up as tight as you could and then put it under, you know, like a mat or your blanket. You know what I mean? That would, he would kind of help it. But the thing about it is it's not really the heat that you need. It's more or less just the water because that shit soaks up all the water anyway. Mm-hmm. Heat really doesn't do anything, but it helps for the taste, of course. Interesting. Yeah. So, so no tortilla at all in this burrito. That's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes what you can do is you can do the burrito, like the actual. There's different variations of the burrito. Okay. So, what I just disclosed was some people call those burritos the true the true penitentiary penitentiary dudes. They they do this technique to where you actually can use um, the ramen. You will cook the ramen inside the bag, but what you do is you put the tortilla in the bag um, and you kind of layer it a certain way. Uh, you put the water in and and you kind of form the sides up and you let this cook in the bag. Same, same, same way. Same way. It's just actually stuffed into a burrito now and then it'll cook for about five minutes and then same situation except for this one. It's not swole. It's in actual tortilla. Some people, what they do is they just take the swole or the spread, spreads what a lot of people call it, and they'll just scoop that into a tortilla that's outside of the mix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Other times, you know, the real OGs, they do it in the bag. I've done the bag a few times. It's difficult because if you overfill that bitch, it's just like Chipotle. Why'd you let me put all that stuff in the burrito when you knew that shit wasn't going to fit? <laughs> You know, of course I wanted the guac, but the guac ain't gonna fit, my dude. Yeah, you just you just charged me fifty cents for for a busted burrito. <laughs> yeah, it's blowed out like my ex-wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for walking me through that. It's interesting. I've just I've heard of it, but I've never like had one. Yeah, uh, I'll make you one, man, for sure. Um, I'm down. Yeah, it's good. It's the problem with it is, is that it's super hard to get the actual ingredients because they're not the same in the free world. It's so hard. I've tried to find some of the things. I think that it's called Mountain Creek is one of the names of like the the chili packs and things like that. But you got to have the exact same style chips that you get in the penitentiary and the chili packs, man. The chili packs are really what makes it. And they're dehydrated, right? Well, the beans, the beans are dehydrated. Um, but the chili packs, no. What those are, you know, when you go to the store and you buy tuna in the packs, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much just like that except for it's a chili. Mm. And it's it's pretty good, Ryan. It's not too bad as far as what you get food-wise in the penitentiary. It's... It's delightful. It's like, uh, yeah, it's it's like a trip to heaven considering the food that you get in there whenever you actually get to taste something with some flavor behind it. So, like, if, if it's not that stuff, then what, what would you be eating? Um, it depends on where you're at, okay? If you're on a private union, you might be getting fed really well. But if you're on a TDC-ran, actual state-ran facility with the bosses and shit, we're talking... Okay, Texas, it's, they have a lot of pork farms, okay? So they, mm-hmm. what I call it is they pork you to death, okay? You get pork at breakfast, you get pork at lunch, you get pork at dinner, and you get this six days a week, okay? And um, uh, typical meals, uh, I know in Jasper, uh, it's a lot of produce because of the fields out there. I actually mm-hmm. work the fields. Um, and the farming and shit, man, that's real life. Texas prison system. They, they make money on everything that they do, man. They're selling all that produce that, that those guys are doing out in those farms on those fields. And I mean, I would eat a lot of, uh, radishes. Beets. I fucking love radishes. Yeah, it's beets, one of those weird man. things that, that not many people like, but I, I love radishes. I don't know why. Turnips, you know, like all that, sh- all that weird, weird shit I, I ate, you know. And don't be surprised, man. You're going to get that cricket in that fucking vegetable and that spinach. 
You don't want to eat that shit, but you're hungry and you got to because it's just that time, you know? And mm-hmm. you see that cricket every now and again, you just look the other way. There's a little bit of protein. Oh, gosh, man. I've seen it a million times. You know, they sell like like um, crickets and like dehydrated or uh, like dehydrated and seasoned like, like sunflower seeds. Right. But right. I've seen freaking this. crickets. Um, I, you know, I try not mm. to be picky about food, and mm-hmm. I'm down to try most things, except for pineapple on pizza. Won't do it. Can't do it. Don't know why. It just... It's, it's like, un-American, is what you're telling me? No, it's not un-American. It's just like, it's it's to to you and your corduroy issue, It's that's what it is to me. Like, okay. The idea is just, it's, it's stomach-turning, and it's just like, why? Why are you putting fruit on something that's not... I think it's the idea of tomato sauce and fruit combined. I don't know. Anyway, so like, other than that, you know, I'm I'm pretty open, but I can't, I can't, I couldn't bring myself to probably eat a cricket on purpose. I I mean, I'd do it, bro. I'd do it. I mean, if my if I needed to, like, no, bro. If you if you had a cricket right here in front of me right now, and you told me that I wasn't gonna do it, I'd probably just fucking do it, just to fucking spite you. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, but that's that's me and you. That's like you know, like, like you won't do it, and like oh he said he did it. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it. I'm not too worried about it. You remember that time that we were out uh, camping, and my dad walked up oh. on me? Yes, yes. Yeah, do you want to? Was, we can do that. Do it. Okay. You can, do you want to do you want to break the story down or what how do you want to do it? I'll tell I'll tell it from my perspective. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You fill me in on if things are wrong. So okay. there's there's a funny story that, that's the build up to this. So remember the time that we we went camping. I think we were in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it was either our junior or senior year, brother. It was me. You, uh, Scotty, uh-huh. Jason, uh-huh. Brian Jordan. Yes. Um, and so we decided we were gonna, just going to go out. I think it was Lake Georgetown area, and we were just going to go camping. Um, I think we, most of us had girlfriends at the time. Um, maybe a couple did not. Uh, I was one that did not have anyone attending <laughs> this camping trip of, of interest, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, so real quick story before we, before we got to the spot, um, uh, we stopped off at the local Walmart. Um, and I was sitting in the middle of Brian Jordan's truck with Jordan driving and Scotty at, in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why Jordan just like hopped out. No, it was our junior year because I wasn't driving yet. Um, so he hops out and goes, park the truck. And I was like, I got it. And like, <laughs> my, you know, I could have drove all the way to the end of the parking lot and then like covered three spots that no one was around and, and it would have been fine. But for some reason, I decided I'm going to park right here between two vehicles and I just remember turning in. I'm like, I got this. And I just hear Scotty go, Ryan, hey, yo. Uh, and then I just hear. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? He's like, you're on top of a truck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was totally sideswiping a, a vehicle. Mm. And I didn't realize it. And then I was like, uh. And so I got out and I like looked and I was like, fuck. And I got back in and I was like, should I try to reverse no, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to sit here and wait it out. And then Jordan comes like jaunting or like, you know, a little, little gallop out of uh, Walmart. And he's got this stupid smile on his face. And then as he gets closer to the truck, he's, his face just melts. Right. And I was like, I was like dude, I'm sorry. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> and he goes, get in. And he backs up. And you just hear like all this metal, metal to metal contact. And I look over and like that truck is messed up. The the truck that I hit oh my messed gosh. up, like total, total messed up. Mm-hmm. And then like 
look at Jordan's truck, it just has like a line of paint from the other truck. Mm-hmm. And then we we book it. Oh. And then we we meet you guys out at the spot. Um, you know, you know, we weren't like I don't I don't think there was any malintent for our trip. It's not like we were like, dude, we got beers or hey, I got weed. It was mm-hmm. I don't think we had anything. No, we really didn't. We really no. didn't. And we didn't even have shit to start a fire. Right. Yeah. Like, Remember we, we got we, walked up on, bro. We were trying to use kerosene to start a fire. Yeah, those park yeah. rangers or whatever, bro. Yeah, because someone threw a Coke can on the ground. <laughs> they were like, you going to pick that up? And like, yes. <laughs> they just came out of the fucking woods, and we were just like, uh. So um, at that time, um, you and your ex were dating, and mm-hmm. um, she made it over to, to the campground. Oh yeah. Um, I think Jordan's girlfriend made it over to the campground. So it was basically just me and Flanagan hanging out and Scotty. <laughs> and we'd go like go walk around in the woods because y'all were being nasty and um you know, we would get lost for a little bit and we'd make it back. Uh-huh. And you know, you and uh you and your ex were in the in in your tent canoodling. <laughs> Compromising. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Playing, playing a little bit of a hide the salami, um, and then like no bullshit, your fucking your dad pulls up, and I'm like, oh, and like I don't know if you thought we were fucking with you, but I tried really hard to be like, because you know I always have your back, especially like situations like that where it's like, where was Chris all night? And I'm like, oh, with me. Like, I hadn't seen you ninety percent of that night. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just like. Hi, Mr. Haley. <laughs> how, why are you here, Mr. Haley? Like, as, as like nonchalant, but as loud as I could be without being obvious. Mm-hmm. And he was just, and I was like, they're not, nothing's happening. He goes, where are they? And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Chris, get out of the tent. And like, you mm-hmm. see you like stumbling out. Like pulling up your pants, and I'm just like, we're <laughs> fucked. We are fucked. Like, I don't know why I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but I feel like I'm. But that's the square. Mm-hmm. That's the square in me. Like, oh, Chris is in trouble. That means I'm in trouble too. <laughs> uh, and then uh, it took a little while, uh, but eventually your ex came out too, and y'all were y'all were taken away from the campground. It was uh, an entanglement. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually your dad brought you back and said, Hey, I'm gonna let him stay out here with you guys. Just make sure that there's no no fuckery. And we're just like, Yother. And that was that was the night. I don't remember much else than that. I mean how did that fall on the accuracy scale? It's pretty accurate, my guy. I don't really I think that I was I was forewarned. Do not do not have no females out there type situation. And you knew. You know, off the get go, that wasn't gonna mm-hmm. play that way. You knew it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're teenagers. What do you yeah. expect? Right. Come the, on. Do you think we're gonna sit around and just? Yeah. No. Well, actually, I Flanagan and I did just sit around and like, <laughs> drink soda and play cards, like the lamest shit. Yeah, in, in uh, it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. It was just that it could have been much more traumatic you know so did you did you think we were messing with you no bro i was just too caught up in the situation i'm not gonna lie because we saw that car pull up and we're like oh no yeah no you you could have told me anything and i probably wouldn't have heard you i was on a different level you know i was (laughs) trying to get mario coins out of it or something (laughs) you know just pow 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that was. I got warned, and, and, and like the fact he, that I felt. I don't know why you felt like you would be in trouble. What all was the conversation did, like? Yes, all he did, he took me down there in the car, right? And he kind of like chewed me out. He's like, you know, your mother told me to come out here and check on you, and I knew you're gonna be out here doing this. You know what I mean? I'm like, no shit, what the fuck do you think I'm gonna be doing? You know, like. Uh, and right. yeah, he, he was like, "Well, at least, at least I didn't see you walking out with another man, you know." And I was like, 
Right-o. <laughs> Right-o. It's like, well, go have fun with your boys. So I'm not going to make it a big deal. We're going to keep this uh, on the Lolo type situation, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so when I, had, <laughs> when I had that, uh, the birds and the bees conversation with my grandpa, mm-hmm. it, it was pretty much verbatim. Hey, Ryan, just, you know, just keep it in your pants. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. <laughs> End of conversation. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Thank you it. for all the wisdom, Sylvester. My grandma being like, you need to talk to him about, yes. you know, make sure he's not. Do-. And my grandpa's just like, Ugh. okay, it's <laughs> Yeah, Stop pull your pee-pee out. Yeah, you want me to go talk to this fucker? Okay, your grandma want me to say, uh, you you can't do it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you can't. Just don't do it. Yeah, it's Whatever a no. You do, don't do it. It's <laughs> a no. It's an automatic no. That's a no for me, dog. If you think about it, no. If you if you whip it out, you get pink eye. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Okay. Flip your nails on a Sunday. You're going to shit your pants on a Monday. It happens. It happens. It's a thing. There are so many weird superstitions that I had because of my grandparents. I still oh to this gosh. day won't clip my nails on a Sunday because I don't want to shit my pants on a Monday. Oh, oh gosh. I mean, those conversations that we would have with Sylvester on those nights when he'd be getting up in the morning going on the road, dude. That shit was hilarious, boy. Yeah, dude. And that's, I think that was another reason I never, we never messed around in my house because we, we knew that Sylvester and Cecilia would be up at 11, mm-hmm. getting ready to send him off to work. Mm-hmm. I was like, what are we going to do? Find the, the nine to 10 sweet spot? <laughs> yeah, it gets real turned on a nine to 10 sweet spot. Mm-hmm. We could, you know, every once in a while we'd sneak out to the backyard and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We stuck out of your house a few times, I'd say. What, did, did you drug me? Because I don't remember. I, I don't remember <laughs> like, who we were with. I know that, man, uh, it took me a pry in your arm, I know. We did that shit every time at my house, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, we, we wouldn't even say shit, just straight go. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Maybe like, <laughs> we'll be back for dinner, and then we'll it, leave after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, and there was never a time, I don't think, where you're, like, my grandma would call your house to check up. Like, Lucky dude, she she a hundred percent trusted. Yeah, I never got you in too bad trouble. We never got in any police interactions, did no, we? Not no, yeah, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't remember any. I'm really, we are lucky though. We got to say that much. Fucking around, smoking Mary Jane around them goddamn fields and shit on Fridays. San Gabriel Park. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine yeah. how horrible if we would have gotten caught down there? Oh Jesus! You probably I wouldn't be alive. I. And the last time I saw Ryan was <laughs> eighth grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he has a mustache doesn't mean he's a man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. And even those times, I was just like, oh, guys, I think I hear noises. <laughs> the <laughs> cops are coming. I saw. Is that a shadow? I see shadows. <laughs> it's dark outside, Ryan. <gasps> stage. And then, st- and then it gets Stage one, Ryan sets in. Paranoia. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, guys, I don't know about this. Let's, let's think about any imaginable consequence or situation we could get in. The wind could blow really hard and get dirt in our eyes and then we could get lost and not find our way back to the football field. And what if we walk into the river and we'll I can't really swim all that well? <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate. But but as soon as, as the joint made it to my hands. Yeah, you never broken. you never missed, yeah. But as soon as it left my hands, I don't know. Remember that was a bad idea. But I shouldn't have just <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. 
Do you remember when we were walking through school <laughs> after I bought that reefer? And we had I had that reefer in the deodorant. Do you remember? Vaguely. We were we were walking down through the science hallway and I had that reefer <laughs> stuck in the bottom of like an old spice tube. I don't remember who you were with me. I don't remember who I was tossing it back and forth with. But it was after we were after school. We were walking down the hallway, tossing it back and forth, and the damn thing didn't. Somebody didn't catch it, and the reefer popped out right on the floor. <laughs> I imagine I just ran away at that point. Like, yeah, like didn't say a word to anybody. Just took off. Yeah. It's like sorry, guys. Gotta go. My mom called. Hey, <laughs> you're my bros and all, but fuck this. <laughs> Street lights on. She's gonna get me. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. And then you, you did that to me too, like with with condoms and Eckerd. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. You like were like, "Here, Ryan." And you threw it to me, and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> and it just landed in the middle of the aisle, and I walked <laughs> off. <laughs> just some old lady just shopping, and I'm like, "Bye." <laughs> He's aiming for my wiener. Nah.